between my legs, between my legs, go. The squirrel was like running between the legs and then try and flip the squirrel. Somatic sexologist Morgan Penn is back with Hayley Sproul for a new season of Sex.Life. So more and more little pets started appearing and some horses for the pony play. Sex.Life, a new episode every Wednesday. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Wild Secrets. Hi everybody, I'm Lily Rowan and this is It's a Date, a New Zealand Herald podcast where we let notable New Zealanders live out their fantasy date. On this date, guests will get to decide what sort of meal we'll have, the activities we're going to do and how the date is going to end. Will it be dinner in a movie, brunch in a nature walk or coffee and a cheeky pad. I, for one, can't wait to find out. My date today is a man who can do it all when it comes to media. Whether he's hosting afternoons on RNZ, the project over at 3, or reviewing restaurants for Viva magazine, he is a man of many talents. But will he pull off a winning date? It's a big welcome to Jesse Mulligan. Kia ora, nice to see you. Hi. Thanks for having me on your date. Thank you so much for coming on, I'm so excited. My goal, I said to my wife before I left today, my goal is to not say anything that could end up being a headline that would lead to divorce. <laughs> so if you feel like we'll I'm going there, that. save me, all right? <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll, we'll pivot. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you guys like to take the most controversial or risque thing that someone says, <laughs> and that's how you get people to click on it. So Bloody journalist. I, I've, got my, I've got my guard up, but I'm going to try and be interesting nonetheless. You know the game. You yeah. know the game. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you want to go on a date with me, Lily, or would you prefer I was my sexy male alter ego, Billy? Um, Billy sounds tempting, but I'm going to stick with you, Lily, please. Right. Fantastic. I'm getting too old to experiment. <laughs> My university days are behind me. <laughs> no judgment here. First things first, this is your fantasy date. So where in the world would you like to go? Okay, look, this is a complicated question. I would always lean towards food, food and drink. Mm-hmm. However, I read a study that you have a better chance of bonding on a first date if you do something exciting, like Ooh. if you both get a bit of adrenaline going. Yeah. Um, so like one of the first dates I took my wife on was we went up the top of the Sky Tower and walked around the Sky Tower. I was literally just going to say, don't tell me we're going to jump off the Sky Tower. Yeah, <laughs> but she had a total freak out and just kind of froze in Aww. the middle of the walk. And I, as her date, had to decide how I was going to deal with it, whether I was going to gently coax her or <laughs> try and play like bad cop and say, come on, we're going to do this. So I went bad cop and it went terribly. And to be honest, it's surprising we ended up getting married. So maybe maybe if I had a redo <laughs> with that, I'll take you up to the Sky Tower and we'll... Yep. Um, Great. See if it goes better this time. Yay, exciting. Are we going to get coffee when we're up there? Um, I think they have a rule that you're not allowed to take anything in case you drop it and oh. cause an accidental death down on the ground uh. level. So, <laughs> But maybe afterwards. I, I probably would, and I feel ashamed saying this, but I would probably tend towards something alcoholic on a oh, date. Yeah. I know it's kind of old school, but I just, you know, I think coffee nah, doesn't sufficiently listen you up. And it's the Kiwi way. You've got to get a drink. 100%. We're, I mean, we're barely into the dating culture in New Zealand, right? <laughs> We've only just left, like, going to the pub and hooking up with whoever's next to you. Exactly. Behind us. So, yeah. yeah. Small steps. Small steps, <laughs> including steps. booze. We're not quite near where America are at. I mean, 100%. They just, like, I've heard they just go up to people and they're like, do you want to go on a date with me? <laughs> Who does that? No one in New Zealand. Yeah, but we are heading that way, right? 
I think so. I mean, I'm post Tinder generation. Like I was locked down. You know, my wife kind of tricked me into marriage by having four children, and um, <laughs> and then Tinder all came after that. So I don't really know how that works, but I, I guess that would more likely lead to a date, right? Because you talk yeah. to someone online, you're like, let's meet somewhere. Yeah, totally. Although I'm way more like I love getting the vibe of people first. I hate just going in blind. Yeah, because it's quite high stakes a date. Yeah. Only two of you. Right? <laughs> you've got to go somewhere public. Nowhere to escape. Nah, you've got to message all your friends, like, I've got you on Snap Maps. Yeah. Watch me the whole time. It's as close as you get to a job interview. Yeah. Except in most job interviews, there's no prospect of sex afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I mean, it would be a bit weird if there was, but. <laughs> Dep- depends on the business. <laughs> Okay, so tell me about your wife. Um, okay, well, she is amazing. Of I course. love it a bit. <laughs> um, she does it all. She's, you know, great mum, superstar, career woman. And I think her greatest achievement is to normalise me because I've always been quite a quirky sort of <laughs> human you? being. Like my dating life was I would go on a date with someone and they would either, and I think I come across as like slightly weird you know no and um so so i think like women would either be really into it like oh this yeah. guy's different you know i've got to find out what the deal is here or they would leave the date and say i'm never going through that again so i think victoria has like normalized me a wee bit so sometimes i'll go to send someone an email or or a text or something she'll say let me have a read of it first <laughs> My parents are like that as well. Do you know my dad could never send an email before he met my stepmom? <laughs> and now she's trained him up. And she's like, this is how you draft an email. Yeah. And she always checks it first. Well, like I love my parents, but they're both quite quirky as well. Like my dad, for example. Like my dad has a habit of he never says goodbye on the telephone. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just talking to him and <laughs> then you just hear that. a click. <laughs> so like that's what I'm dealing with. That's okay. what I'm trying to escape in terms okay. of like normal but Victoria is stuck with me now, and um, so, yeah, I don't often surprise her anymore. Well, what was your dating life like before her? <laughs> in Did London. You... So I went over, I followed her to London, and, um, and then we kind of didn't work out. So I did an online dating service over there called My Single Friend, oh. which is quite a nice idea. Yeah. So let's say you and me are friends and okay. you're single. Instead of writing your own dating profile, I write it for you. So I great. tell everyone about how great you are and what I like <laughs> about you. So it's kind of like a... That's a humble really brag cool. on your behalf from someone else. Yeah. And it was quite big when I was over there, but none of the dates really turned into anything, but it was huh. kind of fun to do. I read something somewhere that said, you know, 80% of the dates that you go on, nothing is ever going to come of it. Right. That's an interesting way of thinking about it. So, like, you just go on five dates, and yeah. if the first four are no good, you say, hey, it's all part of the plan. It's all good. It's yeah. all good, bro. Just because move on. You can't tell what chemistry is going to be like from no. online, right? Definitely not. Even even email banter or whatever, it's only when you're actually yeah. close enough to smell them exactly. that you know whether something's there or not. Yeah, because you could like be chatting to someone online and be like, oh my God, we have like great banter. 100%. And then you meet them in person and they could be like the biggest wet sock you've ever met. Yeah, and if that was the case for me, you know, all those years ago, I'm sure it's even more true now <laughs> because people are better at being online now. Yeah, there's so many like memes and like tweets and um, it's so easy to like portray this person that you 100%. aren't. And so, you know, we joke about the old days of hooking up at the pub, but at least then you felt if there was something between you and the person next to you. Except you, like, go home with them at 3 a.m., you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, you wake up, you turn to them, and you're like, hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) Shall we start again? (laughs) (laughs) I should just say, by the way, and then the funniest thing there, 
was if you then went on a date with that person and you kind of do it in reverse in New Zealand. So you already had the 3 a.m. Saturday night, both drunk, you know. Yeah. And then you've got to go out on the Tuesday night to like coffee and like, so what do you do? So by the way, (laughs) that's a joke though. That's a joke online, like first base at sex. Right. Second base is like going for a coffee. Third base is meeting your friends. (laughs) That's so funny. That's a very New Zealand approach to romance. Yeah, how good though. (laughs) At least you get the vibes. Do you still go on date nights now? Yeah, I've got one tonight actually. Do you? So restaurant reviewer for Viva. So I go out once a week at least. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, if it's looking like it's going to be somewhere good, Victoria always bags it. And um, yeah, so we're going out tonight and. The funny thing now is, though, I know her so well that, like, I do all these things pre-date that you would never do with someone you didn't know very well. Like, I call her and say, now remember to take a coat. You know, you don't like getting cold. Uh, you might want to snack about 6 o'clock because, you know, we're going to be sitting yeah. down at 8 o'clock and the food's going to take a while. It's kind of like taking an elderly parent out. <laughs> Whereas imagine that on the first date if I called you up and I was like, now, are you, are you wearing something that's warm enough? Did you get enough sleep last night? Oh, my God. I'd appreciate that, I think. <laughs> but I will say, like, it has sort of worked for me going on a date because I'll, I'll usually be reviewing the restaurant yeah. as well. So, you know, you asked me about dream dates earlier and I think going to a restaurant that I didn't have to then write about would be kind of a bit of a dream for me. I know. I've been reviewing concerts lately. Yeah. and you, It's so hard to relax and enjoy oh, it, right? It's so hard. And then you, you come back home and you're like, oh, damn, like I've got to stay up and write this review. Yeah. And you want it you want it to be fresh as well. 100%. But yeah, then when you go to somewhere and you're not writing a review, this you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. People take this for granted. Totally. <laughs> I don't realise how good it is. Yeah. So if I was like dating now, I would... I don't think I would take someone on a restaurant review because I would. They would yeah. have the weird kind of analytical, even weirder <laughs> analytical Jesse, you know, examining every fork full of chicken. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where would if you were though, if you were going to take them on a date to a restaurant, which restaurant would you go to? Okay, for Aucklanders, um, it's a place called Melenta, and even people outside of Auckland um, will know probably Victoria Park Market, and um, like some of the best restaurateurs in the city have have open up this restaurant in Victoria Park Market and it's open air so there's no roof there's like a big Puhutakawa tree above you just some sort of like timber slats to create walls and it's the most amazing South American food so romantic you're in the middle of this kind of historic Ooh. part of Auckland so Melenta for sure Is that the one that Lizefa is upstairs from it? Kind yeah of? yeah. so there's a whole line of bars along yeah. right at the top but this is actually in the market Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. I went to a secret club in there not too long ago. Yeah, so that's attached to Melenta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's for people who are much more wealthy than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm the guy who gets the tour and then yeah. says, well, that looks nice. <laughs> I know, I went to the bar and I was like, oh no, these are not my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they've got a private room and they showed yeah. us the private room and they said, now, you know, when you get in there, you can do whatever you like. And I'm so like old now that I couldn't even imagine what that would be. <laughs> Like, what does she mean? I know, you play ignorant. You're like, I guess she means Scrabble. Because that would be a great table here. So when we're going on our date, what is something that I could do at the start that would, like, win you over? Huh, that's such a good question. (laughs) Well, I'm always interested in someone who chooses the unexpected option from the menu. Mm. Like, I'm going to a restaurant tonight where there is ox tongue. Wow. So if you and me went there... And I was like, what do you feel like eating? And you said, I think I'll go the tongue. I'd be like, that's the girl for me. <laughs> She's the one. <laughs> yeah. Whereas well, if you're like, oh, I really feel like chicken, I'd be like, that's cool. Boring. Yeah. And I will say this actually is I find it extremely um, cool, uh, a woman who drinks beer. Oh, really? 
I hope that's not a sexist thing to say, but someone who's just kind of like, grab a beer, yeah, drink it, easy as. I don't know, for me that's always been that's, something. Yeah, because wine is such a like woman's drink. Uh, like I'm going to leave that alone because I'm <laughs> worried about getting cancelled. But there is just something super cool. And also like maybe if you're cricket or, you know, yeah. out in the sun and... Um, and, and I love my wife, but if I if we're at the cricket and I said, "Would you like a drink?" She'd go, well, "Can you show me the wine menu?" And I'm like, yeah, me "It's too. not really. They don't really have sommeliers at the cricket, babe." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why not? Do they have shandies? Um, I guess you could make your own shandies. Yeah. I don't think that would be contravening Eden Park's very strict rules on beverages. That's how I started drinking. My dad I'm would sh- be like, "Do you want a shandy?" And you know, you're like. I think I was 13 or something, and it yeah. was family Christmas. And I was like, hell yeah, I want a shandy. <laughs> Your dad will be so proud of you telling that story. <laughs> yeah, and that's how my dad got me into alcohol. And that's how my dad started drinking. <laughs> got me started drinking. Yeah, it was great. Um, okay, so if I got beer, that's great. Yeah. But what's a red flag? What can uh, I do that's a red flag? Ah, uh, well, of course all the usual ones, racism, homophobia. <laughs> Hopefully we would have ironed that out before we got, in, uh, got to sit down. Um, red flags. Oh my gosh. Well, I guess like I've got quite a dry sense of humor. Yeah. And, and so sometimes I'll say something that's a joke, but I'll say it with a straight face. Right. (laughs) And if you like with a straight face back to me said, is that true? Or, or like, you know what I mean? Sometimes, uh, sometimes you discover people have no funny bone. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I would see a big future for us if you've got no funny bone. Are you very sarcastic? No, 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 I'm I'm not really. I'm quite straight, although I do have a problem where people think I'm being sarcastic. Oh. I don't know how this ever happened, but I've, <laughs> I've got this real one that comes up over and over again where, like, someone at work will hand me something and I'll say, oh, this is a good script. Oh. <laughs> and I'll say, shut up, I worked really hard on it. I'm like, no, like, I was literally giving you a compliment. It's so, genuine. <laughs> so that's kind of the same problem, isn't it? People don't know if I'm telling a joke. Or like, or I give them a compliment. And they think I'm being sarcastic. So I guess yeah. that comes down to vibe, like whether you're getting me <laughs> yeah. and vice versa. Yeah, it's like you can't be sarcastic over text. <laughs> That's no one so picks up true. On that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do work in radio as well. What is the best type of music we could have playing in the background during our day? Oh, that's such a good question. Presume we're at a restaurant. I don't really like to hear songs I know at a restaurant. Mm, yeah, you want that like non-significant music in the background. Totally. Yeah. You don't want to be hearing like. The Eagles, Desperado, <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? No, you don't. Or Michael Jackson, bad. Like, Dua Lipa, and you're just sitting there singing along. Totally, because it. <laughs> it kind of brings you back to reality. Yeah. So you want to, I think I think, I think, think the answer is music that I don't notice. Great. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully all those things that come together to create <laughs> like an at- atmosphere and a romantic vibe are stuff that you don't kind of see. It all yeah. just kind of adds up to a good time. Yeah. And I think probably lighting as well. Like oh, if, yeah. if you ask me what sort of lighting would you like on the date, I would not be able to answer you, but you know it when you see it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a kind of like dim and dusky, like a dimly lit, candlelit kind of vibe. I mean, I will say that currently we are sitting inside an office building at NZME yeah. with the fluorescent lights from the ceiling. Yeah. And you look fantastic. Thanks. So do you. But if I was trying to impress a date, this is not the venue I would this choose. Is, this is not the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> what about the restaurant? The restaurant that you talked about before. Yeah. Do they so have good lighting? Yeah, so that's side lighting. You know, there's no ceilings. Oh, yeah. Side lighting's always nice. good. You know, fairy lights in the Purtakawa. I don't know if there is, but that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> uh, the light of the kitchen, which is, you know, they're just cooking food over charcoal in these two shipping containers. And so it's kind of a bit of that fire going on. Yeah. 
this has been a great start to the date. So I think we should move on to the next part. Right. We are going to go. I'm just on. happy the date's still going. How good? Yeah. How good? Re- you've got a green flag. You haven't. You haven't made any excuses yet. <laughs> Your phone is next to you on the table, but oh, you haven't yeah. been like, oh damn, my sister my is on fire. Fourth boyfriend is texting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've already done something a little adventurous, so that kind of ruins the next part of our date, but. The option is we want to do something cultural, physical, or we're going to get in touch with nature. What do you want to do? Yeah, um, I'm I'm a kind of a nature guy, right? Um, uh, I'm so I'm really into conservation. Um, I really, really believe in like the therapeutic um, effects of being outdoors and around nature. I will say that taking a young woman out into the wilderness on a first date. <laughs> You know, we'll raise some flags, I suspect, for True. the woman involved. Like, True. that was a nice dinner. It's 11 p.m. What do you think about climbing Rangatoto? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It might be a red flag. So I would say, like, on a daytime date, yeah, let's yeah, go for, sure. for a bushwalk. Because we go to the gardens. 100%. I think I think way nature works is even if you're not, like, right at that moment thinking, I'm getting a lot out of this, it does something for your soul and puts you in a, yeah. in a cool, cool, cool place. It grounds you. Yeah. Definitely. Um, when you are on a date, do you ever put on like a facade? <laughs> no, I think that's the problem. You know, we were talking about the quirkiness <laughs> yeah, earlier. Yeah. But do you ever try and like move away from it? Like say you were entertaining someone, I don't know, work-wise, and you took them out for dinner. Would you try to be different? I, I wish I had the ability to be anyone other than who I am. <laughs> I, honestly. Don't say that. And, and I've like got to have like dinner with some pretty famous people in my time, and and I, unfortunately, you know, I, of all my talents, being able to turn it on for a date or for a dinner guest is not one of them. I can only be who you're looking at and, and hearing right now. I'm that's, sorry. That's quite refreshing. Is it, though? Yeah, so, I mean, is. that sounds refreshing, <laughs> but talk to my wife. Sometimes you would probably like someone who could make a bit of kind of banter, small talk, and <laughs> And forget the worries of the world, but I'm not yeah. that person. <laughs> I go too deep too fast, probably. No, me too. I hate small talk. Yeah. It's just like, it's hard to have small talk with people. I'm like, let's get into the deep shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's your trauma? Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lily. What's your trauma? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm your waiter. Your date's over there at the table. Yeah, but no, what's your trauma? Yeah, I'm still interested. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you work in comedy? Yeah, so um, I was, um, when I was at university... I was wandering through campus and um, there was a sign-up, like, first-time stand-up comedy competition. So I entered and um, and and I won. So it was at University of Waikato. And the, the prize, I didn't realise, the prize was that I had to go represent Waikato at the National University Comedy Competition. <laughs> so that's quite a big deal. And I turned up um, at the at the event and met the team from Victoria. They were called Flight of the Concords. Love it. Yeah. So it was, that was like baptism by fire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, I did comedy for maybe like ten or fifteen years. Did a festival show, and oh. and that was kind of like my way into radio yeah. and, and TV. Great. So, because you just like randomly into that, would you say you're quite spontaneous? Uh, again, I would say spontaneity is not one of my strengths. However, I'm trying to raise cool children, so there are yeah. times when I have to act spontaneous. <laughs> so we'll be at the beach, and my wife will be like, "Hey, we should go for a swim," and I'm like. Yes, yeah. let's do that because that is a fun, spontaneous <laughs> thing to do. 
So that's when I fake it. Okay. I can't fake it on dates, but I can fake it for my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they see the sort of man Good. that I want them to see. <laughs> Not so that. No, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm famous for like going to the beach when I was a teenager, going to Mount Monganui for New Year's yeah. and sitting in the car reading a book while my friends were like surfing and doing all that stuff. Yeah. Me too. I grew up. I was never allowed to go to the beach as a kid because my dad didn't like sand in the car. I feel like me and your dad would get on really Very well. Very similar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we no. should get together and drink shandy yeah. sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him your number. Yeah, great. Please. <laughs> Maybe you should be on a date with my dad and I should be on a date with your wife. That's what I'm picking up from this. Yeah, we would all get yeah. on so much better. <laughs> <Yeah>. So much better. <laughs> Are there any good comedy gigs that would be a great place to take a date? I think it is a big mistake taking a partner to a comedy gig. Because yeah. I fall in love with the comedian. <sighs> Do they? <laughs> I mean, I was a comedian for many years, and I feel like people are hot for the musician, but oh, never yeah. really for the comedian. But it's a little bit like a movie, you know. It's two hours of sitting there mm. um, and and not really talking to each other. The focus is elsewhere. I dated a girl in London when I was still doing stand up, um, and I took her along to a gig. Okay, here's a red flag. <laughs> I took, she came to watch me do a gig, and she got kicked out for talking, like kicked out of the comedy gig. Did you leave with her? No, I was on stage. Oh, I was like, what's no. that kerfuffle at the back? And it was the bouncers getting rid of this woman I had brought. Oh, shit. Might be a reflection of how good my act was, but anyway. <laughs> Which of your famous co-hosts would you be better to go on a date with, Mike Hosking or Jeremy Corbett? Huh. I think probably Mike. He'd be very interesting, I think. Yeah, um, Corbett um, is a great friend, but I don't, just don't see any sexual chemistry there. <laughs> but there is with Mike? Well, look. Who knows? Sex appeal. I mean, that's the point of the date, <laughs> isn't it? See if there's anything there. Absolutely. He seems really like, I know he puts on this very serious facade at work, but have you watched Kate Hawksby's Instagram stories? Because <laughs> he looks like a laugh. Like, he's always getting up to weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He is one of those people who is like one thing at work. Yeah. But you can imagine once he's got all the worries of the world behind him, yeah. you know, and he's sitting with a glass of wine with the woman he loves. <laughs> yeah, it'd be huge fun. Except he always yells at the TV for the rugby. <laughs> as, like, that's as you would. Why not? Get passionate about it. <laughs> okay. By the way, did I just give you a headline? I'd like to date Mike Hosking. I, I would point out that you only gave me two people to choose from. <laughs> We can have who else? Who else would you pick? Um, no, I'm happy. You happy with yeah. that? Okay, great. <laughs> so we're at the point of the date where someone might make a move. Do you act first, or would you wait for your date to do that? Hmm. Well, now things have changed in 20 years. You know, like I think people yeah. are much more cautious about, um, rightly cautious mm-hmm. about making a move that's unwanted. But I still think that it would be as a guy, I would be the person to make the move. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard for women because they're still sort of playing into those gender norms. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like paying for, for the meal, right? Like I, I would tend to gravitate towards paying for it as well. Yeah. I'd tend to gravitate towards being the person to lean in for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. 
And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for what we like to call the three Ds, drinks, dessert, and destination. Okay. So, are we having a little cocktail, finding a sweet treat somewhere, or are we finding somewhere quiet to hang? Well, no New Zealand ever woke up and thought, I had too much to drink last night. That doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> Let me think of it again. Um, I think, in general, more alcohol works for me. Oh, yeah, same. Until a certain point. Just like loosen up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be weird drunk first date guy. And I have been on dates with women who like drank way too much, even pre-dates, you know, and and you turn up sober and you're like, I'm I'm basically in management mode now. (laughs) (laughs) Just like trying to get you through this night and get you home safely. Um, But yeah, I would probably lean towards one more drink. You know, often once the formal part of the of the date is over, the dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have a change of scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somewhere a bit darker, yeah. a cocktail, and, and you kind of maybe more likely your real selves are to come out. The nervous energy is kind of gone as well. 100%, yeah. You like relax a I bit think more. It, as a parent, the best thing you can do if your child is crying is to change a scene, like take them out of the lounge and into the bedroom or outside or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think the same might apply to dates. Things are going yeah. badly. Change the venue and see if the chemistry changes too. Yeah, we're just like babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you obviously have four kids. What terrifies you the most about them dating? Do you have sons or daughters? I've got two of each. Oh, yeah. no. Are yeah. you more scared about the girls or the boys dating? Hmm. I really just don't want my children to end up with drongos. Oh, yeah, I know. Do you know what it's I mean? Such a worry, eh? As you get older, mm. you learn to spot them. Yeah. You know, the no-hopers. They bring them home and you're like, what are you doing? I haven't got a job. What are you doing? No interests. Yeah. No, no plans. Ambition. No passions. <laughs> yeah. And you look at your perfect child who you spend all <laughs> your money and energy raising. Yeah. And you think, no. How could no. you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. You're just going to yeah. have to let them make their own mistakes and find out for themselves. The hardest thing is, like, sitting back and watching them get hurt and you can't really, like, do anything. Yeah. But, you know, like I think about the times I've been hurt in my life and it is kind of the making of you. True. You know, I think as parents we try too hard to protect them from the world and and, and sometimes they've got to just go out there and experience it. My wife, by the way, will not be able to disguise her contempt (laughs) if one of my children brings home someone she doesn't like. Oh, I love it. My dad's the same. He'd be like, fuck no. But my mum would be like, oh, my God, they're so great. (laughs) Love them. I think I'm, I'm more like your mum in this respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Mr. Let's make everyone happy yeah. and feel comfortable. Yeah. My wife is like, I don't care if they don't feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. The less comfortable they are, the less likely they are to come back to my home. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that you got grew up in Hamilton. Yeah, proud, yeah. proudly in Love Hamilton. Love yeah. Did Does the city live up to its reputation? As the chlamydia capital of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> is that the reputation? <laughs> No, look, that was a uh, that was a nasty um, a nasty rumor that went round in the nineties. Uh, we we do not have the highest rate of chlamydia in New Zealand. I feel like that's Dunedin. Yeah, yeah. we're number two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
No, it's a young, cool, studenty city. People love going out. People are kind of relaxed, you know, cheeky pash here, cheeky Ooh. pash there. Small town vibes. It's a, just a great place to grow up. Small yeah. town vibes without the small town kind of Twin Peaks mm. weirdness that you get in oh, somewhere yeah. like I won't mention. Yeah, don't say it. I was about to, then I remembered I've got a national radio show. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep everybody on side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the best date that you went, have ever been on with your wife? Hmm. We've been out so much because of my job. Um, I think, I mean, the joy of discovery is really cool on a date. So when you go somewhere, you don't know what to expect. And as soon as you walk through the door, you're like, oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So when, I, when we first came back to Auckland and um, – there's a restaurant called Siddharth in, um, in Ponsonby, which is, like, magnificent, but no one really knew about it, and we heard this kind of, like, it's worth checking out. So we went up to this restaurant, opened the door, and we're like, it's got this view of the city. We sat down. They poured us a complimentary glass of champagne, and then we just had that feeling of, like, we'd, we'd stumbled upon this, like, Auckland secret. And oh when you've God. got that that you're experiencing together, it's, yeah. like, so special. Have you been back? numerous times mm. yeah yeah in fact you know I've divided much of my restaurant career and by the way that was before I was a reviewer so I was paying with my own wow. money and um so and, it's legit it's authentic yeah 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 but I kind of devoted my career to telling people about that restaurant because it really? was so so special yeah is that like your like special restaurant with your wife yeah um good question um it's, it's, it's changed hands. It's still great, by the way, but um, Sid Sarawat, the chef there, has now moved on to other restaurants, so it's not quite the same um, place as it used to be. We're probably more likely to go somewhere a little bit more casual. Mm. Like, special is, is fun when you don't do special occasion very often. Yeah. But when you do it for a living, I think probably we're more likely to gravitate to somewhere more relaxed. Yeah. There's a restaurant called Chibo in Auckland, which we love going to. Oh. It's fun and it's noisy, and, yeah. but do it's you, excellent. Do you cook? Love cooking, love cooking, yeah. Yeah, so would you be more likely to have like an at-home date night and send the kids away or would you go to a restaurant? Mm, Yeah, definitely out to a restaurant. Um, But like like back in the day, I always kind of enjoyed, you know, three or four dates in when everyone trusts each other to say, hey, come over and I'll cook you something. I think it's a lovely thing to be able to do. That is such a nice, yeah, Yeah. such a nice date. And and weirdly, I, I find cooking quite... Therapeutic as well. Like I love to chop and stir, you know. So it probably puts me in quite a good good space as well. Yeah, yeah. It's very therapeutic. Yeah, fiddling away with ingredients yeah. and, and not too kind of like eyeballing you across the table. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, it gives you something to do. Yeah. My flatmate, we do flat meals, and she never lets me cook. She's like, she is a psycho in the <laughs> kitchen. She's like, you are cutting that wrong, and you're like. But it's a cucumber. Like, yeah. how can you cut it wrong? And she's like, it's wrong. Get yeah. out of the kitchen. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. That's no, awful. <laughs> Hopefully the guy I date isn't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because foodies can be a bit controlling, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that would be the, the, the goal for me is if I was and you were like, can I help at all? I'm like, yeah, chop some cucumber. They're like, hang on like, a second. What, what are you doing? Are you, doing? <laughs> you psychopath. No, I, that would be a great opportunity for me to demonstrate my maturity yeah. that I could watch you butcher a cucumber and just be like, be like, hey, it's still going to taste the same. Look, it's a red flag, but I will allow yeah, it. Yeah, it's not about the cucumber, you see. <laughs> yeah. It's about making But you're not some... allowed to chop anything else. Yeah. This is our favourite question on the podcast. 
Do you remember your first cask? Yeah, very well. Very, very well. Yeah? Do you want to tell us about it? Uh, yes. Um, she was older than me. I was 13. She was 16. Ooh. Um, and I got invited along to um, a party, you know, and brought my friend along, so two 13-year-olds at Ooh. a party. And um, actually, I think she was my peer support leader. Do you still have that at school? <laughs> Again, this is I something that in 2022, you so. know, it would uh, be the beginning of uh, – Legal action, but um, <laughs> back then, you know, had chemistry and went along to this party and, um, and yeah, was chatting to her outside and then just, and it was like the most romantic thing in the world. Just suddenly I was not just kissing this girl who I was deeply in love with, but also like I was having my first kiss. Wow. Um, so that was pretty special. And then my next kiss um, was with a girl my own age at a party and, um, I thought it had gone well, but then afterwards, the next uh, day, I got the feedback that for her, it was like being attacked by a great white shark. Oh, no. So I'd like to think I've become a little more tender than since then. (laughs) Good to hear your wife will be pleased. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I've been asking all the questions, but this is the part of the date where you get to throw a curveball at me. Right. So Mitch James has left us a question for you to ask me. Yeah. Lily, would you rather wear sweatpants everywhere for the rest of your life or never wear sweatpants again? That's his question? Oh, bless his soul. Um, I'm not a sweatpant girl, so never wear sweatpants again. <laughs> you go, Mitch. I hope you're satisfied. <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, I don't know, uh, like for a dad in his 40s, you know, sweatpants are way too tempting, so I would like the challenge of not being able to wear them again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to make an effort from time to time. It is, it is good. Sweatpants are great, but I'm a yoga pants girl. All right. Like, they're just way more comfier. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you will be leaving behind a question for me next week. Okay, I will try and think of a question yeah, that will know, stump you. reached the end of our date. I think it went great. Mm, me too. What do you think? Um, yes. Any red flags? Uh, no, I, um, <laughs> I'm i still thinking about the Mike Koskin question, so um, <laughs> uh, be kind of me with the headline. But um, no, I think we've got a great future together. Fantastic. Do you, How would you wrap things up? I'd probably finish the date with a hug and kiss. Nice. So lean in for the hug. Yeah slowly come out. Is this going to be a kiss on the cheek situation or is something more going on? And then just follow my nose. Yeah, go for it. Get the vibes. Off you go. (laughs) All right. Well, where can we find you on social media? Um, I'm not big on social. I I kind of um, I figure that by the time someone's read my restaurant review in the morning, listen to to me on RNZ in the afternoons and then watch me on the project, I haven't got anything else to say, and who would want to hear more from me? But I do have an Instagram account, Jesse Mulligan NZ. Fantastic. And where can we listen to you, see you, read you? Um, yep. So um, uh, so I host the afternoon show on RNZ from 1 to 4 p.m., and then I'm on the project 7 p.m. each week, night on three. Thank you so much for coming on a date with me, Jesse. I had so much fun. Me too. That's it for this episode of It's a Date. Thank you all for following along with us today. If you'd like to be a third wheel again, you can follow It's a Date on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Lily Rowan. You can catch me at Lily Rowan on Instagram and read the dating diaries at nzherald.co.nz. Join us again to see who I'll be dating next. Catch you then. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.